Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> What's up? Welcome to the Lords of Consciousness official Lords of Consciousness podcast episode one, Origins. And who are you? I'm Chase. And who are you? Chase Gonza Gonzalez. <laughs> this is Clint K. Culverson. And uh, we're recording this on our way to Tucson. Going to the Gem and Jam show for the very first time. We're going down to meet fellow lords of consciousness peoples, uh, Jeffrey Jones and Matt Bennett. And we're going to have a good time, man. I'm excited. How about you? I'm so excited, man. By the way, everyone who's listening to this, we're traveling in a car at a very high rate of speed. So, sort of interference that come in, you know, every once in a while. I'm sorry. I'm fucking sorry. We ask for your forgiveness ahead of time. But this should be fun. So listen. Yeah, we kind of wanted to take this first one and uh, uh, go over the the origins, if you will. Kind of where this all started and where it came from. And... I kind of alluded a little bit to it in that video that I made for the for announcing the gathering of the lords, but uh, I think there's some you know there's interesting parts of even who we are as you know as individuals, and then even the original story of kind of discussing bringing this about and kind of the vision we've we've had for it from the beginning, I guess, but you know. And now we're headed down to, I mean, it started with just a couple of us, and now we're going down to southern Arizona to meet up with, with some other lords, in a sense. So it's, it's, uh, it's, that's what it's about, you know what I mean? It's that build, bringing forth those connections, manifesting them in the real world, man. This is the cool stuff, so. Community. Community, yo. Finding like-minded individuals on the same path. You know, it's all it's, it's always been about, and uh, that's how me and Clint found each other in a sense, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, yeah, it's funny how it's funny how when you start going back to the people that are in your inner circle, and you you retrace you retrace the steps of where you met them and how you know how and why they're in your inner circle. It's fascinating to see how it happens. It makes you. I often wonder about the idea of, you know, did, did I make some sort of soul contract with, with significant people in my life, you know, before I came to this life, or, I mean, who knows, who knows, I mean, obviously we're getting into very, um, you know, things that we can't know, but, um, it is fascinating to think, think about who comes into your life, and why they come into your life, and, and maybe it is just all random. I don't know. Who knows? Either way, I mean, in a sense, it doesn't matter. But um, it is pretty neat to think how it happens, and, and then and then the things that you do with those people, the things that you create together, the things that you you know experience together. Oh yeah, it's fascinating. It's very fucking fascinating. Muy fascinating. Because <laughs> we've experienced some fucking shit in the short time that we've known each other. <laughs> I know, seriously. In reality, me and Clint actually haven't lo- known each other that long. Yeah, you know, that's just, true, huh? You know, going on, what, two and a half years now? Yeah, well... Well, we've met a, we've met a long time ago. Very, right, we've you known know. each other for a couple of years, but when we, when we started becoming very close friends. Right. And, you know, the irony is, is I think when you... 
is when you and I really started, uh, um, you know, when our when our journeys really were to, were together in a sense, was when we started this psychedelic journey together. Hell's you know, yeah! With with Colin and and, and Tim and and uh, we started really, you know, we, we set forth to experience psychedelia and see what this was all about because. You know, we've been hearing about it for years and, and wanting to do it, and and then, you know, we experienced our first mu- mu- first couple mushroom trips together, and then we just kept at it. And, <laughs> I mean, those were some experiences for sure, dude. Yeah, it's wow. funny. I, I think when you go through a psychedelic journey with someone, you get that same feel that like a like a kind of like a soldier gets in, in battle and I'm not a soldier and so I don't speak from any experience but it seems kind of like a when you go through something with someone because you know a psychedelic journey yeah it's great but it's also it also kicks your ass you oh know? yeah dude <laughs> it's scary as fuck oh shit there's a fucking Gila River police <laughs> the popo sorry man sorry I could smell pig from a mile away just saying <laughs> I get I get a little P- PTSD when I see cops. <laughs> Sorry guys. Just as we're talking about illegal narcotics. Oh yeah. Oh jeez. Uh, we got some in the car. <laughs> oh, that, I can uh, confirm or deny <laughs> just, this said statement. Let me say I have. Some. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, kids, do not do this at home. Ne- never. 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 But yeah, there's like a there is like a bonding, a deep bonds that can be built in those experiences. That's why I honestly do, I honestly do think like a, even a husband and wife. I, I I think I can't even imagine having those experiences together, right? Oh yeah. Or whatever, if whatever whatever team you play for, or whatever your partner in a sense. Man, you can't even imagine what kind of bonds would be built through journeying together in that world, too, man. So, be very, very incredible. You'd agree, though, right? You'd agree that in that in in the psychedelic realm, that it's like it's kind of like going it's going off on a real journey together, in a sense. If you do it, especially if you're with each other. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a solo trip in, in many ways, but yeah, man, oh, yeah, when you're there with each other. It's like you do lean on each other, man, because you get in those moments where, ah, man, you know, when you're when you're, when you're cl- cl- climbing the mountain, you know. <laughs> Yo, jeez, oh. man. Oh yeah, the mind is a tricky thing, man. It, it can take you to, um, it can take you to some places that aren't aren't always so fun. Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, I, I think that in many ways that's where our friendship. I, has really uh, our friendship really solidified in, in those moments. I mean, we've had so many other experiences too, but yeah. Oh yeah, man. And before that, we we both had experiences on the individual level that led us down this path. And it's oh, a great yeah. segue to you know. Where do we come from? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is kind of bizarre, both our stories, man. So if you want to start, where, I mean, what got you to here, man? What was, what was well, it? Well, it's funny. On uh, a, 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 an old old buddy of mine posted a picture the other yesterday, I think it was, of of uh, 
of our missionary experience in France. <laughs> I saw that, by the way. It looked like a little boy, like a little kid. Oh, man. yeah, dude. I laughed, but in a good way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you and I both grew up Mormon. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and, you know, it was what, what it was. Like so many of us were born into these situations that, um, um, you know, there's good and the bad, you know? You know, it's not like we chose it. At least we consciously chose it. I mean, I, I, who knows? Maybe we chose this before this life, but again, who, I, I can neither say here nor there on that. But, uh, you know, born into something that it's, it, it, was an, it was such an interesting experience, and I'm grateful for it because in so many ways, I do, you know, I am grateful for my experience that I got to go over to Paris, France for two years, and granted, I was, you know, knocking on people's doors trying to push a religion on them, which I wouldn't do anymore, but it, it doesn't really matter, like, it, it could have been selling vacuums, it was such a great experience to get over there, immerse myself with you know, foreigners, learn a new language, that whole deal. Oh, yeah. I mean, that thing was kind of cool. Um, but if you're, it's one of those, it's like so many people, you're born into something and you're not even sure what you're born into. You don't have like another point of reference. You're just, yeah. you only have one, one reference. It's like when McKenna talks about the psychedelic experience one of the most amazing parts about the psychedelic experience is that you can you can triangulate your reality you know you have you have sleeping you have awake and sober and those are the, pretty much the only two things you know and then when you have a third point of reference you know fucking mushroom world <laughs> <laughs> then all of a sudden you understand and you can see better in a more clear way, sober world and even sleeping world. You know what I mean? Like you can, now you have a third point of reference so you can triangulate the view. And I always thought that when, when I heard him say that, it just, it really blew me away. And so you can, you go throughout this life and you get more experiences. And when I went to, uh, I was in graduate school at a school called Thunderbird and, and uh, it's an international business school. It's a good school. Don't let them fool you. Don't let them fool you. It's a good school. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, a good, it's Clint, a good program. Clint's a smart man. Oh, well, you know, I, I don't know. It, I have, uh, it's, it's just my my own smarts, I guess, whatever. <laughs> I'm just teasing, man. Go on. But uh, when I, it was in, half the student body there was, was uh, international, you know, from all over. India, I had a lot of friends from India, Taiwan, China. South America, Europe, the whole deal. And I had spent two years in Paris, so Paris is very international. I mean, it's everyone there is from a different country there, you know. It's like New York City or San Francisco. I mean, the vast majority of the people that live there aren't born and raised in San Francisco, you know. They're from everywhere and all from all over the world. And it's that melting pot in a really cool way, too. I mean, it, it, it's it's an interesting experience to, to have. I mean, oh, yeah. I remember I, I remember I knew how to say hello in, like, 35 different languages. <laughs> I, like, wrote them down. It was, like, a thing I did when I was in France. That's cool, you man. You know, and I, we met a lot of Africans there, a lot of uh, Western Africans from, you know, from the old French and Belgian colonies. Uh-huh. And so... 
you know, and I'd meet them and learn how to say shit in their language, and they would just love it, and it was, it was a cool experience, but, what, sorry, man, that's a convoluted story. No, but, keep going, man, I'm, I'm liking it. <laughs> but the, uh... When I was at, I was, you know, I was married at the time, and I had a child when I was at grad, in grad school, and I'd come home from my mission and done the good Mormon boy thing, and still kind of just going through the motions of life, and, you know, the way I, the, the way the culture that I was involved with set forth, you know? <laughs> real quick, real quick. Did you ever wear a cell phone holster? <laughs> yeah, I did, but I used to, I used to run a landscape company right after... Right after I came home and I had the cell phone holster. What did you think of that? Just paint an image, bro. Just paint an image here. <laughs> yeah, tucked in shirt guy, you know, that whole Khakis, deal. polo. Khakis, polo. Okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah, you know, the whole deal. <laughs> so, so go on. Go on. But I remember, I remember hanging out with so many international people at school and realizing, like, hey, guess what? You know, my, my, my faith that you know, proclaims to be the one true faith, and I've, you know, drank the Kool-Aid and, and followed along with it, guess what, we don't have a monopoly on awesome people, I'm starting, you know, I remember this one guy, he was a devout Muslim from Pakistan, and the guy was one of the sweetest guys you've ever met, I mean, truly a nice human being, a good soul, I mean, I, I, you'd be hard-pressed to find those kind of people at, the, you know, at church on Sunday, Right. And and yet he's from a religion that is is more oppressive and antiquated and, and prehistoric than so many, you know. Uh-huh. And he was uh, he was just a really genuinely good guy, and it makes me. And it started, and he was devout, by the way. He's a devout Muslim, and not that I wanted to join the Muslim faith or anything, but it was one of those things that made me realize, like. Religion doesn't even dictate who the fuck we are, okay? It's whatever your faith is, is not what is dictating and driving the car on who you are as a person, you know? Um, and it started just kind of like making me rub my eyes and start waking up to, to what was really in the world. Because I was really immersed in the Mormon world for a while. I really was. Uh-huh. Anyway, so... Along, along the way, I started listening to pod, I started listening to the Joe Rogan podcast um, when it very first started. I was a big UFC fan, so I, I liked Joe Rogan, and I had heard him on some MMA podcasts, and and I was always like, "Damn, that guy is he!" I mean, above and beyond the sport knowledge of the sport, I'm like, wow, dude, the guy is very impressive, and. I remember he just started his podcast, and I started listening, and I remember him saying one of the very first couple episodes, him and Duncan Trussell were on there, and they were telling me what a, what a, what a, just what a scam the whole war on drugs was, and I remember hearing that at first, like, what? The war on drugs is a scam? Like, <laughs> You're like, no, man, no. What are, you, what are they talking about? Oh, yeah, man. It, it was like truth hitting up against hardcore programming. Oh, yeah, dude. You know that feeling? Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, you're like, wait a minute. Everything else this guy says is, is amazing. So I have no I have no other option but to listen to him, right? Oh, yeah. But, damn, dude, I've never... This is kind of like a... It was... It was... Um, I, had, I had always thought... The idea of marijuana being illegal was, was, you know, stupid. 
but I'd never really considered the whole entire thing in general. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, even to to heroin and some of the hard shit, you know. Uh -huh. um, and w when I heard him go over that and just go over what a great atrocity it is, and and then then following up and listening to Graham Hancock talking about how the, you know the war on drugs is one of the greatest crimes against humanity, you know. Really, I mean, talk about what a tragedy! What oh, a yeah. tragedy it's been. So many lives have been ruined by this thing, and and I, I just and at the time I was still in the Mormon faith, but I was starting to question shit, you know. Yeah. And so it's not like I just ran out and started, you know, smoking smoking weed and you know putting tabs of LSD on my tongue or something. But <laughs> sounds fun though. <laughs> that came later. <laughs> that came later. But it really opened my eyes and. Um, yeah, so that was one of those things where, again, just kind of rubbing your eyes and all of a sudden you, you see a little more of the wor or the real world around you, you know, and, and then, and, the, and honestly, the, the Rogan podcast was really a, a huge, huge influence on my life and um, gradually started just going on a full-time journey of questioning everything about my existence, you know, starting over in a sense, like, I didn't choose to be born into what I was born into, so I, I went on, like, a journey of, let's start over, what if I started over, born on, like, a, like, an island with no dogmas that were taught to me, no, no nothing, right, right, no, no entrenchment into some culture that I had no choosing of, mm -hmm. and so it was, like, starting over, hit the reset button. And hell, I even said, well, maybe even I'll come back to Mormonism. That's fine. Hell, if I come back to it, then I'll even be stronger in my faith. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, push delete, and if you still come back to Mormonism, then hell, you're, you, you really... No, I really do believe. It's not just because my mom and dad or my, or, or my grandparents or my friends or just I'm afraid of the, to get... I don't know how to get out of the culture or the... Yeah. You know what I mean? You oh, know yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly about. what you're talking about. Anybody does, and it's not even, I mean, all any Mormons out there would understand what I'm talking about, but then any Catholic or any Protestant, any, any sort of, any sort of, if you come from like a hard oh, yeah. culture, I mean, it's, it can be tough. Yeah. Many of us have come from that. So, um, just kind of hit the reset button and, and guess what, you know, the faith that I was born into didn't fall in line with the, tr with what I was seeing when I really looked at it with an open mind, you know? Yeah. And, I, you know, now you, I look back at some things on Mormonism and say, geez, what the fuck, right? Yeah, exactly. What was I thinking on that one? Yeah, and I don't want to sit here and dwell on Mormonism because who cares? There's so many, all these, all, all these religions and, and cultures have some just absolute ridiculousness, you know what I mean? I mean, you can go anywhere around the world and it's, and it's, oh, God, man. I mean, just total tools of control and manipulation and, you know. Oh, God told me that I get to have multiple, a bunch of wives. I mean, you know, you know, come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's on. the famous story of the guy who wants to bone your wife because yeah. God told them to. Exactly. And you're supposed to. But if you really have faith, you'll let me. Yeah. And oh, jeez, man. And you're a prophet of God. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so and you're all-knowing. 
you know, and to be honest with you, in my research on that, I realized that, hey, it wasn't the Mormons that were only doing that. This happened time and time again throughout history. Yeah. Time and time again, guys get power, they get a following, and then shit gets crazy. You know and what they, I mean? They, they, they screw the idea of what they came to start up for everyone. Oh, yeah. It's just ridiculous, man. Because most meaning of, at the base of all religion, is very beautiful, man. It's very beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're right. You're right. And they're, they're very similar. I mean, from the Muslims to the Jews to the Buddhists to the whoever, they, the, core is, the core is very similar, ironically. Yeah, and it's, and it's a beautiful message. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's beautiful. But this greed and, <laughs> and, yeah. and power come into it, and it just screws it up for everyone. Well, you try to... These, all these institutions try to they try to define it and then they paint they paint fences around what this existence is you know what i mean it's like okay here's what it is everybody and we have to live within these confines okay mm-hmm. oh and, and don't look over the wall you know don't look over the wall right in fact don't go over the wall but not even go over it don't even look over well it. it's that and they they want to put the wall right in front of you too so it's, oh yeah it's just like here it is small fences dude. yeah but don't go there yeah, don't go there. Don't ask that question. <laughs> yeah, and, and and they'll even guilt you into saying, even if you question, even if you look over the fence, then you obviously don't have faith, you know? You right. don't you don't love the Lord enough. Everything's, yeah, everything's built on faith. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and there's a place for faith. I mean, even right now, I've never felt more free. I feel, I've never felt like I have... I have the least amount of fences I've ever had in my life, and yet I still have faith. There's a part of me that believes in things that I can't prove or whatever, and that's just a, it's, it's, you don't want to throw the baby out of the bathwater. Yeah. That's been my expression of lately, of late, is, you know, as we, as you redefine your life and as you go through, as you review history, your own history and even the history of humanity, you got to be careful not to throw the baby out of the bathwater. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not like I want to... I hate our fucking government, but I don't want anarchy. By you know the way, what I mean? that sounds like a billism. <laughs> Bill, father, if you're listening, which I hope you are. Bill, I love you, man. You can find your, you can find your ass with two hands on a roadmap. <laughs> <laughs> Billisms, man. All right, sorry. Yeah, for, for anyone listening, my, my dad is, uh, he, was, he wasn't born in the South, but he, he has expressions like a, like uh, Oh, to keep you entertained for hours. Oh, yeah, like a real Southern boy. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, what's that guy's name that chases, uh, what the, the Looney Tunes guy that chases... Uh, Elmer Fudd? Elmer Fudd kind of thing, yeah. <laughs> Elmer Fudd always had some interesting expressions. And, anyway. Um, so, yeah, man. I remember and I, I let... I, so, my, my story goes... Going back to my story, it's uh, just through this process of questioning and questioning, realizing, okay, man, it's time to... I, it's time to unplug from it. And I was going through um, a marriage and stuff that wasn't, you know, that wasn't really, there just was no connection. And it was one of those things that so many of us do, get into these relationships when we're younger. And then through culture, we stick with them, you know what I mean? And, and you know, 
it was what what it was, right? But right. I was get on my way out of that also. So really, just changing my life it made it easier. It, it, it did make it easier in a way that I was going through it all together. And you know, I, I when I left my marriage and left my real faith is, is when I wanted to start a psychedelic journey. You know, I wanted to go. I wanted to tap into the sacred the sacred plants if you will the sacred chemicals even and and see where that took me and it took me on the most spiritual journey of my entire life I mean that's an understatement too I mean it just takes you into the takes you into the ineffable experiences no description no words no nothing but experiences that literally change your life, like literally rearrange your molecules, you know? <laughs> I mean, literally, right? Oh, yeah, literally. It's like, well, how does my, how do, when people ask you, it's like, how do mushrooms change your life? And there's, I don't know, you know? It's almost too hard to even describe it. Well, for me, I just know the proof's in the pudding on that one. Proof's in the pudding. Rearranged mine, for sure. It's like McKenna talks about this, he, he talks about results, right? At the end of the day, at the end of the day, psychedelics just brought results. You know, my old faith would tell me to read, the, read the scriptures, read Bible and the Book of Mormon, and and pray a lot, and then you'll figure it out. Well, I did that. I did do that, and it. I'm not saying it had no advantage. I mean, yeah, there was some, there was some benefit to it or whatever. But man, it's like you start questioning yourself then you're always going after yourself like man maybe i'm not trying hard enough and maybe i'm not faithful enough and maybe i'm maybe i'm a sinner and all this shit you know what i mean all that talk that you do yeah and and it's like because you're not getting results you know yeah. fuck dude i prayed a lot and didn't feel shit you know and uh, but then i you know you, you go ahead and do 5 grams of mushrooms and you will get results dude you will get results. You will have experiences that will they will show you. And again, I think they triangulate your perspective, and that's why they're so powerful. They triangulate what this existence is. I mean, it's more than just triangulating your like your sober reality, but but it gives you a true perspective that there is more out there. I mean. That's what that's what psychedelics, in a sense, have done for me at least. Yes, and me as well. <laughs> so that's a little of my journey, man. Now it's my journey is. I mean, we could go on for hours on this shit, but that's kind of where I came from, and 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 that's where, you know, where it's brought us to to now. But well, tell us your tell us your story, man. <laughs> Enough of mine, dude. Just flapping my gums for too long. <laughs> oh, mine's, mine's a rough one, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chase's Chase involves a lot more trauma. Oh. A lot more trauma. Well, I don't even know where to start, man. Where, where, do, where do I even start here with mine? Well, wherever you want, man. The, the floor is yours. You can go as in-depth as you want or... or I'll keep it... Take it from the top. I'll go, I'll go a little in-depth here, guys, but I'll keep it simple. And like like Clint, mine was an upbringing that involved around you know my faith, my church, the Mormon Church. 
And, uh, but with that being said, I remember even as a young child, like questioning things. I've always been a wanderer, if you will. I've always like, no, I don't believe that. You know, I've always been that way. Yeah. Even like with the, like the Joseph Smith vision in the grove. I was like, come on, no way. Yeah. You know, this is like. And for those of you that don't know, the founder of the Mormon church claimed to see, had a visitation from God. So, aka, he was, you know, on some psychedelics. <laughs> Thirteen-year-old boy yeah, walking yeah. in the forest of upstate New York, had some peyote, on a spring day, <laughs> yeah. and found some mushrooms and decided to eat them. Oh, I'm hungry. And right. Fucking saw God. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, back going back to where I was at, and look, my childhood was rough. I had a very, very hard childhood. And, uh, you know, I was, uh, was in a big family and my dad left when I was young and kind of put me and my brothers and sisters and my mom on the streets. And, you know, we, we struggled for a very long, long time. And, um, all this, all, all that eventually led up to me occurring a, you know, PTSD as you will. And all that trauma occurred led to depression led to serious mental illness something I struggled with for many years as a young adult or you know even as a teenager I mean struggled hard with it and I always questioned I always you know I always kind of knew by the way I always knew that I was like that because of my development as a young person but I, I locked it away as you will you know didn't I knew it was there. I just I never wanted to conquer it. I never wanted to face it. Never wanted to admit it. And um, yeah, I mean, even you know when I I got I mean shit. I got married when I was 18 years old. What was I thinking there? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know my, my my brain my brain always worked right, but there was all these you know barriers and blockades that I built up to to deal with my past. Well, it's like an unhealthy person most likely will make unhealthy decisions, you know? Right. I mean? Oh, yeah. It's 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 almost like math. Yeah, and I was very, very <laughs> unhealthy. I was very unhealthy. Oh, man, I can, I can only imagine. So, yeah, I, I decided to get married when I was 18. And, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> Yeah, not many, not many marriages that started the year age of eighteen work out. And again, it's because I was, you know, very unhealthy. The woman I married, she's a great woman, and bless her heart, she's the mother of my child. But I just wasn't right. And even then, you know, I was making poor decisions and not doing what I was supposed to. And a failed that failed marriage led me into even more despair and depression and. It was just really bad for me, really gnarly time in my life. The darkest time of my life is right there. And that one, that's about 21, 22. And, uh, yeah, you know. The age of 21 and 22. Yeah. 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 So, after, right after the marriage ended, you know, I'm in, you know, the deepest, darkest place in my life. Yeah. Like, hardcore, deep, dark. And I'm still, you know, I'm doing the church thing I'm trying you know I'm trying my best there they're telling me to pray pray your depression away pray your depression away it'll be okay 
God's plan, God has a plan for you. And I just remember trying it and saying, no, this isn't working. This is doing nothing for me. I'm, you know, I'm talking to myself here. This is fun. Yeah. And, uh, it kind of made me very, it, it made things worse to be honest, because here I'm doing everything I'm supposed to and get no results. Oh, yeah. Things are just getting worse in my life, to be honest, because I, I ended up getting myself into some legal trouble. A very, well, you know, I, the downward spiral was going down. I was right. I, I was taking the ship down. Right. You know, and I didn't care who got in my way. And, you know, that's when, you know, I pulled a gun on myself and pulled the trigger. Yeah. Now, luckily, the gun didn't go off. And um, I'm here now. Yeah, dude. Uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that one. That one always gets me. But um, it gets me too, man. It gets me. Uh, I always say with you, you know, and, and for anyone who's had like an attempted suicide, it's, um, you know, there, there's some people that do it like it was for a call of attention or whatever. But some people, you just feel the lights going out, like. Nah, like I would rather not exist than exist, and and I, I've, we all, I think we all get like those thoughts, you know, but for you to actually do it is. Yeah. Hold on, I'm gonna sneeze. <laughs> Jeez, excuse me, everybody. You you okay over there, bro? Yeah, allergies. <laughs> but for you to actually have gone there is to me, it's like a. I've tried to envision that moment for you, you know, and for anyone, and man, it's a t- that's tough for me to go there. Oh, uh-huh. it's it's like, for even for me to think about it now, it's hard because it's really a, a blurry situation. But yeah, you really got to get into the deepest, dark, darkest, most des- despairing place in your mind to get to that point. And even like when I did it and the gun didn't go off, it's called a failure to fire, which is one of it's a very you know rare thing happen what happened to me failure fire and I remember initially being mad about it because I was like I'm so bad at life that I can't even do this right (laughs) oh shit I was so so angry but then again you can't I didn't even want to like take the gun apart fix it and try it again either because it's just like it takes so much to get to that place in your head to do that that even to gather the energy to try it again was it seemed impossible in the moment oh jeez man can't even imagine fuck but you know so (laughs) life kind of went like that for me for a while man and it wasn't good you know I I I was was trying my best and I was always I, I always knew something like psychedelics Per, per se, we're out there. I, I you know, I, I looked into it, by the way, and I remember when I was like 23 or 24, I had read an article about psilocybin helping people with their depression, like these huge results. And uh, I didn't do it because of my religion. It was, mushrooms yeah. is such a taboo thing. Oh yeah. For us growing up, such a tab- taboo thing. Like, come on. Well, altering your consciousness in general, especially from our faith, was. Right major taboo I mean when people think of Mormons it's almost like we don't really it's like in the Mormon faith it's cool if you uh, lie and cheat in your business dealings but just make sure you don't smoke or drink you know what I mean yeah exactly or do drugs that's all that really that's all that really matters yet 
the irony is, is who cares? You know? Right. That was the least of our worries, you know? Hell, wouldn't you have rather had a cigarette problem than a, you know... Yeah. Anyway. Than, like, a mental health issue? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, and... So what brought, like, what... How'd you... I always envision your life as kind of like, uh... When you, when you tell me these stories, almost as if, like, there there's, like, a real darkness... And, but then you see a light at the end of the tunnel, maybe. Maybe you did see a way out, right? Well, but it's from getting from point A to point B, how did you get from the dark to the light, in a sense? Well, because I grew up as a survivor. Meaning, right. I always knew there was something better if I just kept surviving. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 just, I just kept crawling, you know? I kept crawling. Interesting. The, the best way I can say it is my my entire life up to what it is now has always been that scene where you see in the like old war movies where guys are at basic training and they're crawling in the mud and they got the barbed wire above them. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that, that that's a great like that's a great way to say it. that was my life for the first twenty six twenty seven years. Oh yeah, oh, I can only imagine a lot of that's. Do you know what the sad thing is, man? Is and I'm not trying to take away from your experience, but the sad thing is, is it's 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 been a story far too commonly told right. or experienced. Yeah. Man, damn it! Think about it, man. What if you were born in? What if you're born into Iraq in the last, you know, 15 years? Oh, never would have made it. Afghanistan. Oh. I mean, what if you're? What if you were alive in in Poland in the 30s and you're oh. Jewish? You're right. Just trauma from day one. Right. Hardcore. And why? You know what I mean? Yeah, why? (laughs) Why? The the great question. Well, it is what it is. I mean, it's a, it's, that's a different topic for a different time. I mean, it's, it's, it's the culture gone wrong. I mean, it's, it's thousands of years now of a, a culture that's been so just uh, sick and unhealthy and as we find our way as a species but damn it man there's been so many victims that have been strewn and it's in the in the pathway of this tornado that we've got ourselves into and the tor- in my opinion the tornado's finally dwindling but man so many people are have just been victimized by it and oh yeah it's anyway <laughs> Sorry, it's a different topic for a different time. No, 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 you're fine. Shit, man. You're man, fine. It's, uh, wow, and you're one of them, man. You're one of those. You're one of those people that really got caught deep into it. And, yeah. And come out with some. You know, you came out with a fucking two by four through your thigh. You know. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those oh, kind yeah. of in- wounds and injuries. But I didn't always have that positive outlook of you know. There's trust me. There's many years where it's just I hated the world. I was so bitter. And, Oh, yeah. This isn't fair, you know. Why does the kid next to me have such a great life, and I'm over here like, can I get a Pop-Tart? <laughs> can I get a Pop-Tart? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, it, was, it, was, it was hard, man. And even, like, even that time when, you know, I kind of looked into the, the idea of mushrooms when I was, I couldn't even do that because I was, in this, I was in another bad relationship that I shouldn't have been into, but I was just trying to solve it. I was trying to do what society wanted me to do, you know? 
in my yeah. society, my bubble that I lived in in Mesa, Arizona. Right. Yeah. You know, you're you're a young Mormon man. You need to get married, and everything will be your problems will be solved. Mm-hmm. Find a girl, and you know. <laughs> oh yeah. All that bullshit. Anyway, the formula. Yeah, and then I that that went on, and you know, think the universe that didn't work out, even though we were engaged twice. <laughs> but after that after that relationship that's when I was really like alright I'm, I'm I can't do this thing anymore with the church I just can't faith is it's not for me you know that you know and I I didn't go right into the idea of finding a better life I kind of crashed again at first right when I left that I went and partied really got into the alcohol <laughs> right the party so uh, the, the alcohol scene you know still trying to self-medicate trying to figure it out oh yeah and uh yeah that's one of the that is one of the uh the real bad effects of this society is we've gone from oppressing sexuality oppressing the altering of consciousness and because you oppress so hard, then when people do it, they go off the deep end with it. You know what I mean? Right. They develop heart instead of you go from not being able to, to even think or talk about sex to hardcore perversions, right? Or, right. or you go to, you know, drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? To yeah. to numb your pain or whatever. It's just so extreme. It's like alcohol. I think alcohol. It, and you say it's 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 one of those things where it's like dude it, it's alcohol is not 100% negative there are you can use it responsibly and you can use it and enjoy yourself and have a good time oh yeah and just you know it does open people up and it, you know you can hell we've had some great times with with, with where alcohol <laughs> yes we have <laughs> oh, yeah. but we didn't like overdo it well at least at least we <laughs> have I mean, but yeah, I know I'm just saying like lately the way it as we've gotten, as, we, as we've balanced our lives out, you yeah. know, you use it responsibly. Do or, I do I get on the bar top and dance now? No, not anymore. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool though. You know, you know, yeah. Every once in a while. <laughs> anyway, so you you, you were saying kind of yeah kinda, when you kind of left it, then you you started self medicating, huh? And I and I did that for a little while, and I hadn't left all the way. And, and by the way, this is kind of where like Colin was always in my life, and me and Colin, you know, we've always questioned, even since the first day I met Colin, we've always had that idea of, like, the church thing, you know, it was an unsaid thing, it was like, yeah, we kind of, we're just doing this for the dog and pony show, Oh yeah. (laughs) but we, we didn't really believe, and then we, me and Colin started hanging out again, and he was on his way out, and I was on my way out, and you came in the picture, and you were on your way out, it just, it was like this perfect, it was like, it's, yeah. It was crazy how that came to be. Uh-huh. All three of us, like-minded, are all the same goal in hand, basically. You know, uh-huh. yeah. we're all searching for something. You know, more there. Yeah, yeah. It's, you're right. Like-minded. I mean, that's what this. That's what this Lords of Consciousness is, right? Right. I mean, it's it's people whose whose journeys are similar. It's not way we don't all have the same journeys, but. For the most part, we're all headed in a similar direction. That's why it works. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, oh, you're on this journey too. No shit. Yeah. Hey, dude, you want to you want to want to travel together for a while, or you <laughs> know, for as long as it takes us, whatever. Yeah. And 
and then you kind of edify each other. There is, it's funny because we are herd, herd, we're pack animals. We are, in a way. Now, granted, there's so many sheep in this world, you know, that are just, that blindly follow. And if you have leaders that are leading you down the wrong path, then, you know, leads so many to destruction, really. Yeah. But the, the, even the, even amongst the rebels, you know, the, the ones who break away from it, the lone wolves. Well, some sometimes the lone wolves come together and go, dude, why don't we fucking run together, man? Oh yeah, that's what. That's exactly <laughs> what happened to us, man. Dude, let's uh, let's go hunting together, man. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was, man, and it was perfect, man. It was it, it it happened for me. It was perfect, man. And you had you you and Colin, I think, had already like tried and tripped before I had. Right, right. And I remember looking into it again and like, dude, I guys, I need this. Yeah, I remember that. Let's make this happen. You have no idea. I'm like, last limb, like my life, I can't go on like this forever. I won't, I won't last. Right. Oh, yeah. And then there was that night that we did it and holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That first time I did it changed my life. It, it really, I could... Well, didn't you kind of, you always had those bouts of depression and then didn't you notice, didn't you have like a after that like a like, like a like a decent amount of time where yeah you, you weren't feeling those temptations of depression or whatever you want to call oh, yeah, it yeah i always had i was always on like this two month two month cycle where i'd go good uh-huh. and then i'd feel i'd feel the creepy crawlies coming to get me yeah. that, that deep dark uh, you yeah. know <laughs> the creepy and crawlies. it'd be bad for three weeks you know i'd go and i would live like that that's mm-hmm. how it was but i remember after that first time man it was like it was almost three or four months before I, I felt it come on again. Yeah. But, so, but you, but that was a, that was like a real result. Yeah, it was. So I knew as soon as, and you remember, as soon as I kind of felt him coming on, I was like, dude, we got to do it again. Yeah. I need this again. And we did another session, a session, higher dose. <laughs> right. And it was good. It was awesome again. And dude, again, perfect. Perfect. Oh, yeah. And. That, I, I think I went like another, you know, six months before I felt anything. But I could just feel it like I was using the medicine for what it needed to be used for. It wasn't a recreational thing or I wasn't just oh, there no, for the man. party, you know. No, I was really seeking, you know, to fix myself. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why we've had so much, or, you know, so such great results is because we we've done it. We've done it a really a good way in terms of, we looked at it as like a okay we're doing mushrooms this weekend, but it w- it was like okay we set our intentions, it was looked at as like a ceremony more than anything, it was looked at as like a like a spiritual journey like okay it was serious too you know it was yeah. we would go we're doing mushrooms this Saturday and laugh and chuckle but it was like. We knew, like, dude, this is serious stuff. It's oh, yeah. serious business, it, and it's, and it's because we, what you know, we would ask each other, like, so what do you want to get out of it? What do you want to get out of it? And whether you got out, got out of it, what your intentions were, I mean, let's face it. At the end of the day, the, the mushroom takes you where it wants to take you. I mean, right. you're not, you're not really steering the ship on it. And, but that that practice of setting the intention and setting the set and setting. Right. You know, making sure it was in the right place. No one was going to bother us. It was not. It was only with trusted people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't around the, someone whose energy would, you know, mess it all up, basically. Mm-hmm. And we did it with the right people in the right place. 
with the right, you know, we, I remember we would set up the right, we'd set up the room correctly before, yeah. you know, because once, once, once the, once you take off for flight, man, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> good oh, luck yeah. trying to make yourself a, you know, get yourself a drink when you're in full flight. Or, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Even stuff like that. You want to get yourself situated, get it up, get the music just right, get the, and I think that really enabled us to to get the such incredible experiences. So many people, so many people I talk to are like, yeah, I did, I did mushrooms back in college. And you're like, okay, well, and they're like, yeah, well, or I smoked weed back when I was 20 at a party. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I'm sure it wasn't a great experience, man. So right. You're insecure already because yeah. you're you're an adolescent, basically. You're in a real in a party setting, and you're already, you know, so self conscious of yourself. You're trying to fit in. You're, I mean, damn, dude, I can't even imagine it doing it in a party setting when I was a teenager. Yeah, for Holy sure. Holy shit, man. No wonder psychedelics didn't seem to work with you so well. You right. Know? That's why I say to anybody who tried them when they were younger, to if you're in a, if you're in a different place in life and you're in a more mature setting, trust me, the experience is different. I mean, Rob Tavares just, Rob, hopefully you're listening. Um, Rob Tavares just did it, you know, and he said he had done it a long time ago, and you know, it was it, it almost seemed like he had mixed reviews on the experience, and then he did it now while he's older in a more thoughtful setting, and and it was like a. You know, one of those top five moments of his life experiences that it sounded like. And, and yeah. Kudos to him, man. Oh, Rob, yeah. much love to you, my Puerto Ricano. <laughs> Puerto Ricano, whatever <laughs> you said. <laughs> my brother. Yeah, man. And I remember just, I mean, the day after you do that, it's always rough. But I remember, like, the week after, just feeling happy. I just, I, I yeah. felt good. I felt like alive. I felt my brain working. Yeah. I was like, all right, I got this, man. Mm-hmm. I got oh, yeah. this, and I'm ready to, you know, get my life together. And I have. I mean, you've been a big influence in helping me get my shit together, and so is Colin. And yeah, same with you guys with me. And it's, and me. it's been amazing. The, 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 the journeys we've been on have been amazing. Even the first time I did uh, LSD, man, and which that's a great medicine, man. It's a bad rap sometimes, but that shit is that really does work, man. That's I, that's what really cured my PS, PS, PTSD. PTSD. Sorry, <laughs> but it did. It really cured it, man. It, it took all that fear from, you know, my upbringing away, and I kind of got a full acceptance, man. I beat that dragon, as I say. Yeah, but one, I, I mean, permission to speak for you in a sense, but um, permission granted. One, permission granted. <laughs> Houston, uh, cargo bay doors are opening. <laughs> um, anyway, the uh, one of the cool things that I've seen, you know, that you've your experience has taught me, and that you really learned in a in a harsh way, or you know, is that in a way there's there may be never killing your dragon. It's more mastering your dragon, and it might rear its head. Like there there might be proclivities that we all have. That we'll have for the rest of our lives, you know? Yeah. Maybe yours is to go into depression. Okay, there you go. You know that you might, when maybe when things go rough for you, there might be this temptation to fall into that, right? Right. Like my dad always talks about his, is to feel sorry for himself. 
and he used to give into it all the time and it controlled his life and then he mastered it but even even with a high level mastery he he falls into it every once in a while and then he you know picks himself up really quickly dusts himself off masters it but he knows it's coming right yeah and you know i have mine too like the, the things that i struggle with the, i'll struggle with them forever but it's just show it's like having that mastery over them let letting you you control them as opposed to them controlling you and it's like they say like once you're an alcoholic you're always an alcoholic well there's there's probably some truth to that right yeah i mean there is some truth to that it's not like you you cure it forever i mean yeah it's a it's one of those things that and that's okay it's just understanding your weaknesses every one of us have them and every one of us will be battling them till the day we die yeah but man as you as you start clearing some some of that debris out of the way you can really you can get to know the dragon too that's the cool thing is like okay dragon likes to come out during these times so i'm going to be on top of it you know i'm going to you just recognize these patterns that show up in your life and and then you know you know how to get out of them now you know yeah. what i mean oh yeah you've 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 shown a couple times where you went to battle with the dragon and you won dude yeah but that dragon's also won oh fuck yeah, yeah. he was winning for many years yeah, right? yeah. oh yeah <laughs> but too. even even in my you know my 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 thinking now he's still you know he, he ain't gone he ain't never gonna be gone no man he's, he's won a few times lately too so you know it ain't perfect yeah um aaron aaron austin what's up aaron um, he, po- he he said a comment recently that uh, talked about ego, and you know, you, there's there's really no such thing as killing your ego, like eliminating it altogether. There's it it doesn't really work that way, but in a way, it's understanding it's there, uh-huh. it's a part of you, and almost making friends with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get you're there, buddy. You know, I'm not right. here to. I know I can't eliminate you. In fact, to be honest with you, your ego bring can bring things. You know, it brings an enhancement to experience too if it's in its proper place. So it's it's understanding that it's there, and you know, being good to yourself too. Like, hey, you know, you acted up today. Forgive and forget. Let's go. Let's move on. Right. So many of us, you know, our ego flares up again, and we we, you know, maybe you have a. Maybe uh, you take a drink or something. Okay, it's okay. All right. But when you start feeling so awful about it, like, oh, I thought I slayed the dragon, motherfucker. I can't believe you. Come back. And then you're like, oh, fuck it. I'm just a loser. Yeah. I'll never defeat this thing. And then, fuck, you're back to alcoholism again. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, it's, that's one of those topics of forgiving yourself that is so important to me. I mean, I just look at that as like one of the major not only forgiving others, but fuck, forgive yourself. It's okay, man. Yeah, yeah. I do. I had to do that myself, which is really fucking hard. You know, I had to. You know, I had to look back and say, you know, what did I know? I was, what did you know? What did I know? I was a dumb kid, man. I didn't know any better. You know, I, growing up, my living living was hard for me. So of course, certain things, you know, went awry, and that's oh, okay. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yes. So. Exactly. It's like if you were born in. You know, in the 1930s Poland, like I was saying, well, yeah, probably you're not going to be having the most healthy behaviors, you know. 
one thing that I always say is, is you know, this is the thing about the Christian religion that I find to be total bullshit, which is, you know, that we are born into sin in a sense, you know, the whole idea that we take on like the, uh, that, that the, 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 the nature, the natural man is an enemy to God kind of thing. No, fuck that. Right. I disagree. I look at brand new babies that are born and I look, I see them just as pure innocence, man, pure beauty, pure mm-hmm. joy. The kids don't have any desire to go, to go, you know, murder people or, or be shitty to each other. And a lot of that comes from, a lot of that comes from the environment that they're born into, the stresses that they take on, which then makes them unhealthy and then makes them act out or project, you know, bad onto others. And we're sensitive. We're these little sensitive babies. And, and then when you got a kid who's calling you names in fifth grade, and, and when you're five years old, you go, what the hell is this? Yeah. No one's ever done this to me. Even if you grow up in a good, even if you had good parents, little, you know, but Tommy, uh, you know, sitting there throwing rocks at you, <laughs> Yeah. you dude. know, and you're like, dude, what do you mean? <laughs> taking, you out of, he, taking you down the creek and throwing rocks at you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly, oh, little yeah. shit. Oh yeah. Oh, but guess what? Tommy's dad is an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so Tommy's just taking it out on someone else because he he's getting it on the other end. Right. It's, it's victims usually victimize. You know? Yeah. And then so you're then you're like, dude, I don't like getting rocks thrown at me. So then you create these behaviors to protect yourself because at the end of the day, we are sensitive. We have tender hearts. We are. We have to do that. You know, you have to be careful. And so then you create these walls and, you know, the, the whole deal. Anyway, every, this is rinse and repeat for everybody out there. Everyone ex- knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know, everyone's experienced this. If you've, you know, in the world that we've come from, it doesn't even matter what part of the world you're from. I mean, we don't live in some utopia yet. So this is this is what we're, we're stuck with. So if you've developed some bullshit behaviors, fuck. Forgive yourself. Get over it because... Of course, you know. I, I feel like everyone's allowed to be play the victim card one time. Yeah. Feeling like a victim is has an appropriate place. It's important, dude. It's important to be angry too. There's a play there's a place in your journey where you know what? Fuck this, man, we're getting screwed by our government, you know? Or you know what? Fuck you, dad, I'm not gonna take your bullshit anymore. Or whatever it be, right? But then it's time to move on. Right. Why was why was I dealt such a hard hard card growing up, man? Why? 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 Oh yeah. Everyone stays in that mode, yeah. angry and victimized. Oh, yeah. I did for a long time, man. Yeah, and it it served its purpose, but then it was time to move on. Right. And and a lot of that has to do with self forgiveness too. And wow, wow, wow! When you do that, holy shit. <laughs> shit opens up, right? Dude. I always said that, you know, I, I'm kind of like an onion, man. You, you peel me back a layer at a time. Uh, we all are. But we all are, though. I've been peeled back so much over the f- past few years that, wow, yeah. dude, I'm exposed and, you know, I'm not ashamed of it. Hell yeah. You know, I'm, I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of where I came from. You should be, man. I mean, honestly, out of any anyone I know, you've been one of the most fun people to watch, you know? I... If you remember, like, a couple months ago, I made, I made that little video where I was talking about, like, how life is, like, mo- like we're all a bunch of movies, right? Yeah. And it's like, I get to tune into, you know, HBO and watch Chase Gonzalez every Tuesday <laughs> night, or, you know what I mean? Fucking great Ooh. show, man. Starring Matthew McConaughey. And, you know, <laughs> it's like, fuck yeah, I'm watching that show. 
the Chase Gonzalez show is fascinating, right? And you've been what your journey over the last two years, being like one of your one of your best friends, has been a it's been like an honor to watch it, bro. I mean, it's been an honor to watch such huge transformation. I mean, even when I met you, man. I mean, I've told you this many times. There was a time when I first met you, I was like, ah, I don't know about this guy. <laughs> I mean, dude, he's, this is, I don't know. And fucking A, man. Well, I just, I can't even imagine. That was just you identifying. You, you could you could see it. I was unhealthy even at the time we met. Sure. Like, we started hanging out. You can see that I was unhealthy. Cop. Right. <laughs> Cobber. We got the popo. Popo on the right. Oh, he's just... Messing around in his computer. I always wonder what they're doing in there. You know what I mean? He's probably looking at porn. What are they doing in there? (laughs) How many cops are pulled over on the side of the road just checking out porn? Uh, Probably a lot. Probably a lot. Probably more than we think. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. No, Um, no, it's great. But yeah, dude, trust me. The Clint, the Clint Culberson channel is my fave, right? Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, dude. I mean, I'm not. Hopefully, I'm not your favorite. On, on my on my life radio, it's it's uh it's number one. Pre- preset one. Preset one. Beyond your own. You I mean, you and Colin are number one. <laughs> right. Right. I get it. You're right. Yeah. And it's like when we take on that that partner, like a life partner, whether it be you know your wife or your husband or your partner or whatever the hell it is. That's that becomes like your preset number one, right? Right. Right. It's like. That's why relationships, they're, they're so codependent sometimes. If we looked at them a little more... So, so are you saying that one day you're going to be number two? I hope I'm number two. I don't want to be your fucking number one. <laughs> I hope Mrs. Gonzalez is number one. Dude. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you're out there. If you're out there, what's up? <laughs> Mrs. Gonzalez, if you, Mr., Mrs. Future Gonzalez, if you're listening, well... Hope. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Cricket's chirping. Cricket. Uh, anyway, oh, so we have we we come from these just cool journeys. Everyone out, everyone out there is on these, man. And I I hope uh, you know. Let me say this: it's it's not all about psychedelics, you know. They're just tools. That's it. All we did is use, and in our opinion, they're the they're the tool that gives the the best results right and the quickest results the most you know it's what we all need in that time too by the way it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like now it's not like we're going every weekend and doing this no, oh, no man no way man holy we, crap we've the, the problem it's mckenna talks about this you know when you first start in your psychedelic journey it, it it's like the the uh the elves come and they they welcome you welcome welcome to right. this new world Come on in. Look what you can do. You know, and you, let's have some fun. Look at the pretty colors. Woohoo! And it's like, let's, it's, uh, it's a fun, dude. It's, it's so awesome. It's beautiful. And then a couple trips later, it goes, okay, now that you're in, now that you're a, a member of, the, of this world, let us show you all that we have to offer. Yes. And it shows you the, the, the black waterfall that you can, where the, the bottom is, has no end, and you fucking see some scary scary stuff you know I mean, right it's it's not all it's not all cotton candy and lollipops it isn't or it shows you like it showed us or you or us per se uh the blueprint for the digital community that we have now lords of consciousness oh yeah right right exactly yeah you it, it can get you into this 
it takes you into um, where conceptual thought becomes you can almost tangibly feel it right right right. so when i sit here and talk conceptually about the internet and uh us connecting and you know the maybe i come up with an analogy like i i look at what i look at i look at our species as like a mycelium you know a mushroom mycelium connecting like fungus is the largest organism out there you know there's the largest organism out there is is a is a fungus that spreads over I think hundreds of square miles of forest. Yeah, it's huge. And it's all connected. Huge. And that's what we are, you know. Wendy was Wendy uh, was talk, talking about the idea of being, you know, all one on a post recently. And we really are. I mean, we are genetically all tied to each other. Yeah. I mean, you name it. You name it. The, the, the aboriginal in northern Australia, if you keep going back, him and I are related somewhere. Somewhere yes. along the fucking line. <laughs> and we do share DNA, my friend. You yeah. know, we really... Calling each other brother and sister isn't just some fucking, you know, uh, euphemism we give each other to be cool. You right. know? It's real, actually. It's actually genetically real. And when you're in that mushroom world, even though I'm talking about this in a conceptual way, it, you feel it, dude. You feel yeah. the idea of what lords of consciousness can be or or any of these facebook groups i mean facebook in general or twitter or social media or i mean whatever it is chat rooms and forums and i mean for the last for the last how long mid 90s is when really the internet took off the when the internet came around that's when the world changed yep truly changed and then what what I mean by that, what I mean by that is, it's when the mycelium started connecting. There was this one little mushroom that, that was just sitting there under a tree, and then he he went dug down deeper and deeper and deeper and realized, holy shit, I'm connected to the mushroom next to me. And then he kept digging deeper, 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 and goes, what the fuck, dude? I'm connected to the mushroom ten yards away from me. Oh yeah. Then you start realizing, holy crap, dude, I am connected to the mushroom on the other side of the world. You know, I, I, we're all connected, and that's what this is. That's what this is, and it's above and beyond just like-mindedness. <laughs> we got a bunch of cool connections in this group of ours, so that's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, man! Very cool. Very cool. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I love all the characters out there. Yeah, I mean, for geez. sure, man. Characters. We got a g- great group here. We got going. Yeah. So, and then we we part of that journey was just uh wanting to i don't know there was like a frustration in a way that of hey man i love you colin i love you chase you know i love you tim but i I want my i want to like connect with even more people you know it was nothing against any of you guys it wasn't about that how about how about that carolina kid (laughs) <laughs> Richie Jones, <dude. laughs> one of the first connections. Yeah, that's that's kind of how this the story starts. Where it was just a couple of us, you, me, and Colin, and Tim, and my dad, and Brian Wyeth up in Colorado, and 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 those were people I knew in the physical world, right? Right. And then one day, one day I I can't even remember. I think it was like on an expanded consciousness post or something. I, we were it was on a comment thread, and Richie Jones uh, commented too, 
and then he friend requested me. I had never really got into friend requesting total strangers. It was like, yeah. what? Oh, yeah. It's like, a, if I don't know you, fuck you. I am accepting <laughs> your request, you know, that kind of thing. You're right. And, and I, but we had had that comment and I go, and I, he, he friend requested me and I messaged him right away and I go, dude, thank you, man. Thanks for showing, like, courage in, in, in like, requesting me as a friend because I don't know if I would have done it even though I was like, yeah, that guy's cool. And that's what kind of, like, started it for me. It was like, wow, man. I get, there is something awesome. I don't know Richie Jones from Adam, but I can I just get good vibes from this guy, even from far away. And that's when I was like, it was like, yeah, dude, we need to, I need to connect with more of these people. Because so many people, I, I look at us as, like, X-Men. We all have our special powers. I mean, you come into this world with your own special powers. I don't, I don't know how to play a musical instrument I don't know how to sing I don't know how to I'm not a I'm not naturally gifted as a comedian or or you know what I mean yeah. or I don't even ha- I don't have a mind like Terrence McKenna who can just go into deep realms like that or I'm not naturally a Stephen Hawking you know but Stephen Hawking is him you know what I mean he's got his special powers Chase Gonzalez has got his special powers and it's it's like we're all different color in the kaleidoscope or the rainbow of humanity, right? Yes. And some of us are some of us are hanging out in gray land, right? We don't really shine much of a light. Right. It doesn't mean that that's our light. It's just we're stuck. I mean, hell, my light was fucking gray as shit. Yeah, mine too for a long, long time. Most people live in that world, right? Yeah. Richie Jones, though, was one of those guys where I saw his light from, from 3,000 miles away. And I was like, yeah, dude. Dude, we should... And then it was like a frustration. I saw the power of Facebook, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, this is Facebook thing is kind of cool, actually. Yeah. There's a positive side to this thing. But, dude, the sucky part is, is if I want to talk about mushrooms and some asshole at work sees it, um, I could get fired for it, right? Yeah. Given the world we live in. Yeah, so yeah. These private groups are popping up all over the oh, place. Yeah. Let's create our own, man. And <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, we did. I was looking at all the posts recently. I went back to go see when we started this, February 18th, last year. And, man, for the first six months, was getting carried by just, like, a couple of us, you know? Pretty much you, me, Colin, Tim, and Richie, and my dad. And Cat Kelly came a little later and stuff like that. But uh, in the very beginning, for the first couple months, it was... It was just us posting shit and liking each other's shit, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. But it was fun, man. It was perfect. It was still fun. It was, yeah. a great, it was the outlet we needed. Because we wanted to talk about all these cool things that we did, but unfortunately, we still live in the real world where these things can get us fired or these things, you know, yeah. hold such. Which I is know. bullshit. Just having that idea of that is bullshit. Mm-hmm. But reality is reality. Yeah, and it'll... We'll probably never get away with it or get it totally away from it in our lifetimes, you know? Yeah. Grandma is ne- probably never going to accept psychedelics. Right. You know, and that's okay. Right. It's okay. Hell, her 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 great-great-grandmother probably, you know, her, her grandma thought black people were an inferior species. So, hell, she, she took the baton and carried it a little further than her parents, you know what I mean? Right. And, and brought it forth, you know? So, it's all good. I don't want to hold it against her, but... Yeah. yeah, that's that's just the way it is. And, you know, it's fine, but we live in the future now, and we have this thing called the Internet and Facebook, and mm-hmm. but we can all be a community now, and I kind of liked it, you know. Look, 
we don't want to we're not opening up the floodgates here it's you know growing but it's not growing at a crazy pace here and, it, and it's good it's it's growing the natural way and it's beautiful yeah i think uh one of the cool things about this particular group is that there's real human connection like i don't really i hope this group never gets in the like hundreds and hundreds of people and all that stuff like i mean I, the, the problem is is it's you know they, they've done studies that say that you can really only remember like 150 200 people right like that's that's the like our dna is only geared to be in communities of that size yeah and i, I remember like when the terrence mckenna group started and it's a great group even still to this day it's awesome but one of the things that a lot of people, like Matthew Lawrence, Matt, what's up, dude? Hopefully you're listening. Give you a shout out. What up, Matt? Um, one of the things that he talks about is like he misses, he missed the the beginning of the Terrence McKenna group was like a, it had a little more of a family feel. You know, people knew each other. There was like names. It was personal. Right. Because there was fewer people. And then we... And then there was a lot more people. And to be honest with you, maybe that's what that kind of group... I think getting the message of McKenna out to as many people as possible is, is perfect. Yes. I mean, it's... I like that there's groups like that. Mm -hmm. Acid Math is another one. You know what? Yes, as many people as possible. That's perfect. I think it's great. But then I also see... I see, like, a niche for these kind of groups that are smaller and more personal. And maybe Lords will reach a certain number and it's like, hey, someone else started another Lords. You know what I mean? And... and keep these real interpersonal groups and that's why I I don't know I, I see this gathering is, is interesting that we're going to do in June at, because in a way we all know each other you know right in some way even if maybe you and uh, some you know if you and Rob Tavares aren't having chats every day that's cool you know each other you kind of know each other right you have like a vested interest in the guy you know yeah, never it's not met, like but... it's not like we're showing up and we have hello tags on no right if right. i we i see rob tavares we know exactly what he, who he is you know right but rob i wish you could come by the way but anyway um <laughs> yeah it's 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 i think that's the beauty of a group like this where you can yeah. kind of create actual interpersonal connections going on here you know yeah you know who i wish could come to the lord's thing the andrew greenhow guy andrew what's up yeah, dude? that guy is dude andrew what greenhow about you in uh, australia <laughs> <laughs> i wish all these people dude, could come man. I know, man you guys are awesome by the way everybody listening to this but everyone in the group as well dude you guys what do we what do we at minutes wise bro hold on we're checking Oh shit! An hour and fifteen minutes. Half the people bailed out from this fucking long. Thing. Yeah, you're probably right. But who? If you're if you're sticking around now, thank you. Yes. <laughs> if you stuck around now, here's the secret. We're gonna reveal. I'm gonna we're gonna send to you all a hundred dollars to your bank accounts. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay, no, you're right. <laughs> free free mushrooms at the at the, uh, the yeah. gathering of the lords. I just stuck around for this long. Okay. We could probably swing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, man. This is fun. No, this is fun, and uh, we could sit here for hours and talk. But oh, hell yeah. There will be more episodes to come, and uh, it'll be interconnected, man. We'll get some more Lloyds member on here. Yeah, that'd be cool, huh? Get some Skype going, you know. We'll make it work. This is fun, and this is this is just the evolution of the group is right here. 
Yeah, let's come out from behind the computer. Right. For those interested. Maybe you're not interested. Maybe you're not ready for that. That's cool. Whatever, man. I, you know, we're not... There's no one... We ain't forcing anyone to do nothing, man. That's for sure. But I, I think the next evolution of this is to come out from behind the computer screen, you know? That's why I think this gathering is really cool. Yeah. Let's come out from behind the computer screen a little, you know? I honestly, like, I make those videos sometimes. I, I just like it because it's easier than typing shit out and it's, you know, it's just, uh, it's a way to express myself, whatever. I wish fucking everybody was, anyone who felt inclined would do it, you know? Post your own video. I'd love to see, I want to, I am interested. I'd like to see who the hell you yeah. are. You know, who are you? Come you on. Fucking weirdo behind the computer. Let's all do it, man. <laughs> There's no judgments here. This is a judge-free zone. Trust me. Exactly. This they is a safe care. place. Yeah. No one's, no one's caring, dude. Everyone's just loving. Yeah, exactly. You know, and if honestly there was someone really judging harshly, then this ain't the group for you. And plus, besides, you never know who you're going to affect. Just because somebody doesn't like your post or whatever doesn't mean that they're not loving it, man. Right. You just never know what, how your ripples oh, will affect. Oh, liking it means pushing the button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. But they're loving it just because they don't hit the little, you know, thumbs up thing. Yeah, I agree. And, and if you're bashful and, you know, you know, maybe a lot... Of, I, I've come to realize that a lot of people are even insecure to, to even push like... They have some. They don't like putting themselves out there, you know. And Which is fine. That's know, okay. That's okay. That's okay. But I would say if there's a place that you could do it, do it here. Yeah, Lord. If for you really sure. like something or comment, comment. Just do it. It's okay. No one's gonna, no one's gonna think shit about it. Everyone, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. It's it's, it's a, it, you, it's a safe place to be you. In a place like this. Yeah, and only us, only us can see it. So. Yeah, and I, I think that's where our friendship with you, me, and Colin started originally was, wow, man, I'm a guy. Like, I always had these relationships with other guys that could only go so far, right? Right. It was like, it was cool, we were bros, the whole deal, but then there was this one emotional place that we wouldn't go. Wow, whoa, whoa, dude, what are you, you know, if you, if you looked at your buddy and, you know, you're like, dude, man, thank you so much for everything you do for me. I love you, man. And then the guy goes, what, do you want to fucking suck my dick, man? You know, what are you, gay? Oh, yeah. You know, and it's like, then you, you, you retract into your shell, and you're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah, my bad, dude. I was just messing around, bro. Messing, you know. <laughs> Fuck that, man. That is, then that's part of our bullshit culture, right? Yeah. Well, I, one thing that I've loved about my relationship with you guys has been that, you know. It's like we can really be our full expression of ourselves with each other, and there's no judgment, and there's no... There's none of that, you know what I mean? And, and that's what I, I see even on a bigger scale, even on an internet group. It's like, yeah, we can, we can have that here too, you know? Come out. If you've, most people have never felt safe enough to shine their light. Yeah. Everyone has it. Everyone has a beautiful light. Right. I mean, the most beautiful thing you could imagine. But most people have never felt like they've been in, a, in, an, in an environment where they can shine. They're always afraid, dude. If I expose myself, if I shine my light, it, every time I've ever done it before, I've gotten shit on. You know what I mean? Or yeah. judged or laughed at or whatever. Dude, you won't. that won't happen here, man. If it does, then fuck you. Get out of here. I'm right. not interested in you, you know, hanging out here. Yeah. That, that's not what this is about. Yeah. You're not in, this isn't, this isn't a place where people can find an audience or anything like that. This is community all the way. 
Right, right. Yeah. If you want to bring your ego shtick, too, see you later. Get, yeah. get rid of that, too. But Yeah, safe place, man. Yep. All right, dude. We're gonna, <laughs> we're as, gonna, Ro- we're, as Rogan says, we're going to turn into pumpkins if this goes on any longer. Yeah, we're going to respectfully bow out. We're almost to our destination. Jeff Jones' house. Here we come. Here we come. Gem and Jam weekend. Love you guys. Keep it real. Keep it real. Keep it real. <laughs> <laughs>